guys, welcome back to the lame talk part of the show. Uh, Ogre had to step out, so I'll be covering for him, uh, and then it'll just be the three of us for this half of the show. So let's get into it. In the lame talk, we talk about um, some games that we play, uh, movies or TV, uh, things that are in the news, and just some questions for you guys that are not really necessarily related to DCL. So the first thing, odd games. Uh, in the news recently, in terms of games, um, what I picked up pretty much about five minutes ago, or I guess five minutes before the podcast started, uh, was the fact that the NES and the SNES Mini Classic are to return to U.S. shelves June 29th. What do you guys think? Cool. Yeah. I can't wait for people to buy a hundred of them and then sell them for five times the price. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if they're not going to control that in any way because in Japan they have like when the SNES released or when the SNES was released um, based on what happened with the NES Mini release. They, for example, most electronic uh, retailers uh, made it like sort of a lottery type of thing where you would have to line up to get a ticket in the draw to be able to have the opportunity to buy one. You know what I mean? And so you would, you would, you would make it so that not uh, everyone would be able to get more than one. Uh, well, basically, not everyone would be able to even get one because there was it'd be so high, so high in demand. So. Uh, the case in point, my sister-in-law got two. <laughs> so I'm not sure. How. She, I think she she pulled she pulled twice. She got two. She got two tickets. Her and her her husband, or her and her my my nephew, uh, got lined up, and they both got one. So yeah, nice. Um, but in terms of this, um, what with you guys- like the classic games, I mean, does it like your old cartridges? No, actually, what what it is is that it's a it's a mini system. It's basically an emulated system that's preloaded with games that uh, that Nintendo had just okay. put on there. So in terms of the, I think the NES had thirty games on it, and the SNES had a little bit more. I think like fifty or so. Doom, do you know? Yeah, it was um thirty five on the classic NES and then fifty on the big one. I think. Yeah. And there was a lot of major titles on them. Like, let's see, for NES, there's a lot of the Mario games on there. Um, Ice Climber was on there. Donkey Kong was on there. Um, eh, I, w- I wouldn't call Ice Climber a major title, but it, that, it, that's it was just popular, me. right? So it was one of those. It was one of those big, uh, <laughs> big names. But was it really though? Let, let, let's put it this way: if it was in Pixel and Wreck-It Ralph, it was big enough, I think. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, Super Nintendo, of course, all the major hits like Super Mario World, uh, Mario Kart, uh, Donkey Kong Country, uh, Final. A lot of the Final Fantasies were on there too. Um, there was a lot of good stuff on that one, so it was a def- It was a huge hit. So, personally, um, my like I've played a lot of the Super Nintendo mini games and the the Nintendo uh, classic mini games. I think the Japanese version and the uh, non-Japanese version are a bit different in terms of the games that are on there because I think there's definitely some Japanese exclusive titles on the system that are probably not on the American version because you would they were never really written in English I think so it wouldn't make sense otherwise um, but the one thing that the, the SNES Mini I believe uh, the new one should have it too is that it had a secret edition of uh, Sky or Star Fox which never got released so basically it was a game that was in development uh, during the end of the SNES lifespan before uh, the Nintendo 64 was released right but basically 
um, they were they hoped to release it, but then they decided not to because they believe that the N64 would have cannibalized its sales, so it never got released, and it's now released on this system exclusively. So, yeah. Did you guys hear? That's cool for like the yeah. That's cool for the twenty people who like Star Fox, I guess. Star Fox was a good game, but the one thing I hated about was the controls. The controls are really hard to use. I like Star Fox for the GameCube, but that's because I'm a casual. (laughs) Uh, Clay, you are you into any of the uh, Nintendo series games from back in the day? Um, it's I never had a Nintendo when I was a kid. I, I had Game Boy, and that was like my thing. All my friends had it, so there's probably a couple of games that I want to go back and play. Especially what was what was the what was the um, uh, Link game for the SNES? The one that was linked. To uh, Game Boy? Oh, are you talking about Zelda? Link for the um, NES. That would be the Zelda game. What was the Zelda game? It's not Link's Awakening. It's Link to the Past or for the Link to the Past. NES? NES, I, like, cause I that I never got to play all the way through because my friends, like, I, I could only play it at my friend's house, and I would never use their save games, and I just never, I was never able to finish it. So I'd love to go back and, and play through that. Yeah. I mean, there's always ROMs if you wanted to, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the leak to the past is probably one. I don't know if I didn't have the controller though, like the the feel of that controller uh, is just right, you well, know. You, that, that's another good point about the the minis. So the NES, uh, one thing that a lot of criticisms people had on them was that the the, the controller was really tiny because it's a, it's made to be portable. Like you could actually take it to your friend's house and just plug it in because it's USB and HDMI, right? So the but the controller is because the system's so small, the controllers are really tiny. So like you're like you it feels like you're playing on like some kind of weird cheap like dollar store like mini oh, controller right yeah I don't know if I'd like that but the Super Nintendo ver- uh, version of the mini was redone so that it was a little bit bigger but still small and portable but the controllers were full size SNES controllers so like the original Good. SNES size controllers so, great yeah. I I was feeling really awkward because like I. I don't have big hands. I have tiny hands. I'm like that guy from the Burger King commercial. That's like, I want to eat this mega Whopper, but I got these tiny hands. That's me, basically. And even then, that controller still felt incredibly small to me. Yeah. So I'm glad that they learned from their mistake and they're making it with the bigger controller. Yeah. The one thing that I liked about it, though, is like it is they had to make, port it to make it USB, not uh, like the original, I don't know, whatever the hell that was, that plug thing that they plugged into the Super Nintendo. But... The, the controller itself, I'm not sure where they did it, but the, the plastic and everything feels exactly the same. Like the old, really like crappy, hard plastic. And the D-pad is really stiff. You know, if you ever tried to play Street Fighter on that thing, trying to do fireballs, it really burns like the skin on your thumb. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about? The D-pad? Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I know oh exactly what you're talking I about. Can't, I can't believe, I can't tell you how many blisters I've had from playing on that stupid controller. Oh my god. I was going to say, my guy, from doing fireballs on every controller I've owned, friggin' the down and the right buttons on my PlayStation controller, my Nintendo controllers, and everything else are just worn down. So it's like this pristine controller, except those two buttons are like ground white. And it's woof. I'll have to say so, one Yeah, thing. no. On, I know. On the, question, on the topic of controllers and doing fireballs on them, even though I don't own one, uh, the original, I think it's the Xbox controller or the Xbox One controller. I can't remember which one. It has the best D-pad for doing fireballs because basically it's it's pretty like, I don't know, it's ergodynamic, I guess is the word I'm looking for, but it's smooth. Ergonomic. Ergonomic. Yeah, it's, it's very, 
it's very uh, like the transition between like you know down and right or down and left is smooth it just doesn't it doesn't wear out your thumb so it, it, feel, it feels good but yeah side point um, anyways any any games from back in the day that you're sort of like trying wanting to relive doom from back in the day yeah. no not really the earliest game that I actually enjoyed and played through was paper Mario so you know because I was never much of a gamer back well I take that back Star Wars Rogue Squadron, but that's also on the N64. So that's really when I started gaming. Oh. So things from the era before that, I've played, but I never really enjoyed. So oh, okay, so yeah. maybe maybe I'm like the only one then. Well, I don't know about Ogre. If he was, if you're still here, he'd probably chime in. But for me, it's uh, I started with NES. I played it basically up until Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out, and then I got really frustrated at a game because I could never beat it, and I threw it against the wall. <laughs> so. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, if you guys didn't know, for the, the NES, is probably one of the hardest platformers you can ever play for that system. So, yeah. If you guys... Actually, the original uh, version of it is indeed unbeatable because there is a gap that is too large to jump. Yeah, it's stupid. And I, I didn't, as a kid, I was like, like you know, eight years old, and I got really mad and I broke my system. <laughs> so, uh, the SNES. Paid version? Sorry? Because I remember playing that a lot when I was a kid. I think it's different from the arcade version, but uh, I could be wrong. It's the one where, like, you could play as up to two players because there's only two controllers, and you you play like it's side-scrolling, platforming. So it could be, but I, I can't really remember the arcade version. So uh, the arcade version was slightly different, but it was patched to where it was beatable. So yeah. Uh, okay. The the other thing I was talking about for SNES, like the games that really sort of uh, pretty much everyone will remember are the Mario games I would say and the biggest one for SNES and I think a lot of uh, Mario fans will agree with me is Mario Kart Mario Kart being the, f- the first one being on SNES was probably like the beginning of it all and which really drove that franchise because the Mario Kart games are pretty much what sells like the majority of uh, portable systems these days like the DS games right so yeah Mario Kart definitely up there for me really love playing that game and every time I'm over at my brother-in-law's house I play it a lot so yeah it's fun okay I'm playing on N64 but I don't think I would be able to handle dealing with the lower graphic counts and stuff like that because driving in the classic Mario Kart was hard like it was like it is hard like nowadays you have drifting (laughs) but back then it was like oh I pressed the gas for a millisecond too long looks like oh, I'm going off the do edge. You know, do you know the strats, like the old school strats? What you have to do is you have to sort of jump into turns and then you kind of oh, yeah. semi-drift. You get you don't really get a full drift like there are today, right? But it's like a it's like a fake drift back what you could do with 16 bits, right? So Yeah. I remember I would uh, take a corner on Rainbow Road and I'd just be mashing the button that makes me bounce slightly <laughs> to kill speed. Yeah. So good times. What you gotta do, like if you're really good at Mario Kart, is you 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 use the the, the right or the left trigger, the L or R button to jump, and then you you jump into the turn, and as you're going into the turn, you have to let go of the accelerator so you drop speed a little bit and then accelerate back into it so that you move out of it. It's it's like it's really hard to maneuver, but you get like this fake drift out of it. It's not really a drift, but it is and it helps you maneuver it, and basically the character, the reason people could do that really well made uh, Yoshi and Toad really broken because their handling was really really good. So, and Yoshi's really fast in that game. So, uh, okay. Anyways, enough about reliving the past. <laughs> uh, 
let's go on to the silver screen. Um, we're going to talk about uh, the Avengers Infinity War. Doom, I, I hope you watched it. I did, but can we also talk a little bit about Deadpool 2 if we don't yeah, spoil? that's what we're talking about it. So, well, we're not going to spoil oh. Have you actually watched it? Because I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I watched it last night. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, try not to spoil it for me. I'm going to watch it uh, a couple weeks from now because it comes out uh, June 1st in Japan. So, okay. Uh, Clay hasn't watched either of these, right? I haven't watched either one. Yeah. Well, oh, I guess geez. you kind of zone out for it a little bit. Do you know anything about the Avengers? The um, Didn't they have the Civil War movie? Yeah. That was a, that was a while ago. One. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't like Marvel. It's just not my thing. Right. No, you're basically caught up then because basically everyone you'd need to care about in this one was in that one. All right. So fair enough. Uh, well, for those of you who do like Marvel and are listening to this, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched Infinity, Infinity Wars yet, go ahead and watch that and then tune out uh, tune back into this afterwards. But you've been warned. All right. So, uh, Doom, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, how would you rate the Avengers first and then we'll go into it? Um... Uh, okay, well, I rate everything that wasn't Chris Pratt throwing a tantrum at the end of the movie a solid eight, and then everything past the point that he threw his tantrum and killed half the universe a three. Yeah, I, I'm almost uh, on the same level as you are. Basically, Chris Pratt ruined the, ruined the movie, but he didn't really ruin the movie. It was, the movie was really good. So overall, I'd probably give it eight and a half, right? So I think that's fair. Yeah. It's a fair rating. No, I mean... The- the movie itself was solid. I liked the references. The jokes were funny. The story was interesting, but it always bugged me that one, this isn't even Infinity War. That's you know, it's it's an entirely different book series in the Marvel continuity. But two, that like the entire thing is like everyone's like, Oh, well, we have to protect our stones and then one by one are just basically handing it to Thanos. Like, here you go. Oh, I have to protect the Mind Stone. Here, have the Mind Stone. <laughs> oh no, it got used against me. Who would have guessed? It's like, oh, I don't have the Time Stone. Oh, here's the Time Stone. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here you go, bro. I mean, I locked it in a portal in time you never would have been able to access without me. But, you know, here you go. Enjoy. Yeah. And then by the time they were finally like, okay, we need to destroy this crystal, Thanos was like, huh, hey, you thought you were destroying that crystal. Instead, I'm going to take it. Thanks. Snap. <laughs> now I will say right I, I already said my piece on the Chris Pratt thing I don't want to talk about it much because it is a big controversial point in the movie and it's, it's just like come on man but I will say that when Thanos throws Gamora into the thing to get the soul stone yeah. I did appreciate just how like grieved he actually looked like he looked so upset I, I actually started tearing up for the guy I, and I was I, like I like that scene too it was it was, it was incredibly well. Done. It was unexpected. Well, let's backtrack a little bit. What's the deal with Red Skull? <laughs> so. Okay, so Red Skull's thing, right, is that in I guess what was it like First Avenger or something like that? He talks about finding a stone and touching it, and then it doing something, right? So I guess it's assumed that he found a Soul Stone, touched it, and then got transported to that planet where he's just been stuck since then. But I don't actually know. He popped up, and I actually didn't even recognize him at first. I was like, "Is that Taserface from the <laughs> Avengers Two? Or 
Taserface. I thought it was. I, I legit thought Taser it was Taserface. Uh, was it was Taserface? Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, Taserface. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, your name was Taserface. <laughs> so okay. So anyways, about the um, that scene with the Soul Stone stuff, like uh, the whole the whole thing reading into the situation with Gamora was like. Ah, he's like you just you. It's like the biggest troll. You can't you can't ever get your goal because you don't love anything, and it's like oops, it's, uh, he loves yeah. you. It throws you in there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When Red Skull was like, he's not weeping for himself. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, oof, so, it was uh, rough. Like emotional trips, man. Feels trip all day. I was like, whoa. I, I was Why t- do I care that Thanos is crying <laughs> right now? Sort of uh, a bit of a, a tangent. Uh, the SBO001 uh, in chat proposed a very uh, interesting title for the movie. Avengers, Purple Geologist Ruins Everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, that's basically what. <laughs> that, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I thought. Yeah, there's one that I read that it was like single father tries to save the universe with his rock collection. <laughs> Okay, uh, I, like, mm. I liked uh, I liked um, what's his name? I can't remember the name of the actor right now. The guy who also plays uh, Cable in, in Deadpool, but um, they they overdid his chin though. Like I think in the uh, yeah, there's Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin's chin was too big in that movie. I feel <laughs> like I don't think Thanos needed to be that exaggerated. But you know, overall, I think the character was uh, was decent. So what do you think? Honestly, I I think he looked good. Like obviously, you know, the actual Thanos is a giant, so his chin needs to be pretty big. But yeah, I agree. The rest of the proportions on his face didn't really fit it very well. He he came off as having an ass on his chin. That's kind of what I was looking at. Like it was too big. It was a bit too disproportional to how he was drawn in the comics. But yeah, that's that's just me. Um overall, okay, let's I will say though. Yeah. They picked a good actor as far as his voice is concerned. It it was stellar. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I, I agree with you there. Um, okay. Let's talk about the comedy in this in this movie because there's a lot of funny scenes. I feel like there's a lot of scenes where I just like really laughed out loud. And in I'm in the Japanese theater, so a lot of people didn't get the jokes, so it was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> so so okay. Now my favorite scene personally. I would probably have to say is and probably one of my favorite characters from all the the Marvel series is Drax. Drax oh yeah, dude, Dave Drax, Batista. He killed it and he just crushed it. And did you know a lot of his lines were improv? They were all ad lib. Yeah, like a lot of it was just like none of it was scripted. And so the best part, which uh, I looked up, which was definitely not unscripted, was the uh, the scene where he's like listening in on the conversation. He's like, "You guys could see me." <laughs> Yeah, it's like if I stand so still, I'm invisible. Right, it's like I've mastered the art. It's like I've been here for over an hour. It's like, and then Mantis walks. It's like, oh hi, Drax. Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, you can't see me. And then he's eating something while he's saying <laughs> it's like, it. It's like, yeah, we can see you, dude. You're eating. <laughs> yeah, but um, what's his name? Uh, Batista or whatever I think his actual name's Dave Batista but Dave, Dave he was Batista, a pro wrestler yeah. for so long yeah yeah that I mean he basically his entire career is just improvising for the most part yeah so I mean he he killed it yeah I agree Drax is easily the highlight of 99% of the movies he's in yeah. but 
my favorite funny scene was probably <sighs> let me think what was it it was a uh... Iron Man and Spider Man and Doctor yeah Spider Man it was it was when Spider Man popped up in the thing. And he's like, okay, there's this movie called Alien, right? Oh. <laughs> and then they shoot the thing out, they shoot the guy out, and then they show up on the planet, right? And then Chris Pratt's like, is Footloose still the best movie ever? And Spider-Man was like, it never was. And I thought they were about to fight. And I was like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I like. I, I do like the fact that they, they're true to the, the what's his name? Uh, Chris Pratt's character. Um, Star-Lord. Star-Lord, yeah. The Star Lord character being trapped in the seventies, right? So, uh, I mean, I like I like that whole aspect. It brings that that small niche level level of comedy. But a lot of the younger kids out there won't know what the, like won't get the references, right? So, but I liked it. It was yeah, it was, it was funny. Um, who would and you also say? that scene where uh, Doctor Strange is like, "Oh, I'm Doctor Strange." Spider Man is like, "Oh, we're using our made up names. I'm Spider Man." And I'm like, <laughs> oh, "Who who would you who would you pick between like let's say?" Uh, as characters and as actors, let's say uh, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, and Thor. Uh, so being uh, what's his name? Um, Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth, uh, Benedict Robert Cumberbatch, Don- and Robert Downey Jr. Who, who would you pick out of those three as your favorite? For ah, jeez, uh, is it just in this movie or is it in every let's, movie? Let's, okay, we can say overall, but in this movie in particular, because there's like a lot of things like both all Iron Man. Them, Iron Man, you pick Iron Man. Why do you pick Iron Man? Iron Man, because, because well, Thor I could never pick ever because his character is essentially in this movie boiled down to, hey, look, I have muscles. Now watch me talk to that guy from Game of Thrones. You all know. <laughs> and then, which by the way, I'm glad they made Peter Dinklage a freaking giant. Like that's that's just but, the best. But he's still considered a dwarf. Uh, as a type yeah, of I know. species. So like I, said, I, I found that kind of one point. Be a tiny guy, and then I get introduced to eight foot tall Peter Dinklage, and I'm like, yes, yeah, that's what I needed. Uh, I didn't like Benedict Cumberbatch in this movie either. I thought he was such a flat character. He was basically, I need to protect the time stone, and then freaking Tony Stark's like, you won't take it to Thanos, you won't fight him, and the Ben Cumberbatch is like, okay, fine, let's go to Thanos. And I was like, no, just go home. You have the time stone. You can literally just undo everything. Yeah. Why? Yeah. There was a lot of questions so, of why. So. It has to be Iron Man. I liked Iron Man in terms of overall comedy, but if I had to pick a character, I'd probably pick Thor because I think Thor's character in this movie compared to all the other Thors was much better than all his other Thors. I mean, I think the Ragnarok was pretty good like in terms of comedy, but in terms of a superhero, like he just came in and wrecked everybody. Like He was the Superman of this movie, right? He just, after he got the Stormbreaker and just crushed everybody with that, and he just came back to the fight in the middle of the war, he's like, where is Thanos? Bring me Thanos. And then you can just feel the tension there. You can just feel him. He's out there. For, he's going he's gonna to kill him. Like He's like, I, I told you I'm going to kill you for this, right? After mm-hmm. he kills Loki. Spoiler, he kills Loki. And I, oh, yeah. I, I didn't expect him to kill Loki in the first like five minutes of the movie. Like, Jesus, it was so fast. I did. Yeah. Like, after he pieced up Thor so bad that he refused him out of Bruce Banner, from then on, I was like, like, the moment Hulk got his butt kicked in a boxing match by yeah. Thanos, I was like, okay, yeah. Loki's probably going to die. Yeah, and Thor and Hulk got scared and never came back out for the movie, so. 
Yeah. So like, anyway. even when Thanos wasn't around, Hulk was like, "No, I'm not. I'm not coming out." Yeah. So actually, now on a somewhat DC related note, now maybe Clay can try to chime back in here. Are you still there, Clay? <laughs> I'm still here. Sorry, you're breaking up a little bit. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, hold on one second. Uh, can you hear me now? Is it better? Yeah. All right. So, uh, what some criticisms about Infinity War, I'm sorry, Avengers in general versus DC. Now, because these both came out the same year, uh, the Justice League and uh, Infinity War, um, if you think about these two movies, a lot of people were saying this is what Justice League should have been. Now, there is some fair criticism and then there is some unfair criticism. That's part of the unfair part. The reason why I personally think that it's unfair because look at how many movies the Avengers have. This is what, the third or fourth movie? If you count Civil War, the fourth, I think. The fourth Avengers movie. And they had, and Justice League only had its first movie just recently. So, uh, and a lot of people were saying, you know, uh, Avengers has a lot more characters to build on, whereas Justice League only had a handful of them. So, like, going back to the Justice League, I'm, I'm assuming you watched the Justice League, right, Clay? Yes, I did. Okay. So, I mean, when you, when you, what, what were your thoughts on Justice League from when you watched it? As a was fine i honestly i think the most recent film that they've done that i like the most was that or wonder woman film that they did what was that like two years ago yeah. i thought that was that was that was something that was different in general i think marvel is actually probably better about like their movie series and that's not anything new i'm pretty sure everyone would agree with that that i think that they their studios or i don't know what it is their writing system or whatever but they they have a way of blending like the humor with the action and whatever, and it works and it's fun. And I, th- I don't think that um, DC has been you know successful and in, in that regard um, in any of the films that they've done. Okay, I mean, looks like looks like Doom's have also have, issues, but yeah. Sorry, what were you saying? Um. Weird music. Um. I also don't really get into the like the super dark Batman stuff. Um, gets too depressing after a while, and I can't handle it. Like the stuff you're talking about, like his whole vengeance series, like him going on like vendettas. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like I like I like Batman as part of the Justice League, but when Batman's doing his solo stuff, he gets a bit gray. So, uh, but. In terms of like when we compare the two franchises like the mcu and the dceu i personally feel that like the dceu is sort of getting into a more uh darker more sort of adult uh themed movie like not necessarily like more violent or anything but more what's the word here sophisticated or a little bit more um more depth like in terms of where they're going with the series and it's probably gonna take a lot longer for that for that reason right and whereas I look at the Marvel movies, they're sport. They're, a lot of them are more lighthearted, more kid friendly, more family friendly, and just easy, like you know, superhero popcorn type of uh, movie that everyone can uh, enjoy. So I think that they're they're both good in different ways, but I think they're catering to different audiences. I feel like DC before they didn't know where they were going, so uh, at the end, DC sort of like picked a. Th- picked the route like there's like we're gonna go this way we're gonna be a little bit dark and you know we're gonna do it we're gonna do it that way so in the end i feel like the way that the route the way they're headed is probably in the right direction but 
only time will tell. What do you think about, you know, the future of the DCEU? Um, I hope they just keep trying different stuff. Um, because the dark, like, like I said, it doesn't really appeal to me that I think the last Batman film that I watched was the one with Bane. And that was, it was serious. And I think they were doing something that was interesting, but it just did not appeal to me. If I want to watch something that's dark, I'd rather just watch a documentary. I don't need to watch, you know, something that's about fictional characters. If I want to watch something about fictional characters, I want it to be fun. I want to have a sense of humor. So did you, did you watch Thor Ragnarok? I saw the first Thor movie, I think. You have to, okay, even if you don't watch the other Thor movies, like Thor Ragnarok being the third one, you have to watch it. If you like that sort of upbeat comedy, Thor Ragnarok is the movie for you. Even if you don't like Marvel, just watch it. You'll you'll appreciate it for what it is. Yeah. Because I really Thor like Guardians Ragnarok. of the Galaxy. I thought that was great. Oh, did you watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Yeah, not the second one, the first one. Well, watch the second one, too. <laughs> watch the second well, one. I can't watch, like, four movies with all the same characters. Like, that's the thing. But, yeah. But Guardian of the Galaxy is one of those ones where it's, like, it's a good time all the time. Like, you're just gonna... Guardian of the Galaxy and Thor Ragnarok are the two, like, more recent uh, Marvel movies for you that I would recommend. Like, you would you would enjoy it. Just sit there, pop some popcorn, and just have a good time. It's really, really fun. Oh, Thor Ragnarok, all right. It's it's on there. It's on the to do list. <laughs> yeah, I'm, like I'm not gonna lie, Thor Ragnarok is essentially Marvel's buddy cop film at definitely, this point. Definitely. Yeah. So yeah, it's really good. Uh, well, speaking on that, we'll talk a little bit about Deadpool two since Doom has watched it. But let's try not to spoil anything. <laughs> no, don't worry. I'll just I'll just give the very vague overview. It's fantastic if you've yeah. read comics because yeah. there's a lot of like candid references that. If you read the comics, you're really going to love it. It's going to be the funny. Oh, your phone died there, dude. Hello? Clay, are you still there? Oh, oh God damn it. Hey, oh, there you go. I can hear you now. Wait, Doom, say something. Wait. Hello? Hello, hello? Hello? Hey, hey, hey. Oh, we're back. Hello? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think we I think we broke Discord again, because this happened last time, too, or uh, a couple of shows ago. Uh, just disconnected. Anyways, so, right. uh, Doom, the last thing you were saying about uh, if, you re- if you read the comics... And- oh, if you read the comics, you'll get all the jokes, and that's the best way to watch it is reading the background material because there's a lot of references that you know you just won't get otherwise. But if you haven't read all the comics, it's still a really good film. You know, Watching it, you'll still have fun. It's a Deadpool movie, so it's what you expect. Yeah. So all in all, it's really good, but if you're a comic nerd, it's the best. They hit all the best notes. Yeah. I uh, I've been watching a lot of the trailers, like all the trailers that are out there right now, and uh, the oh, and actually there's one special there's a there's a special one for Japan. I'm not sure if there are for other countries too, where he talks about it in terms of Japan and uh, how it's released, and it's it's actually pretty funny the things that he addresses. Like it's it's basically uh, uh, Ryan Reynolds just talking to the screen <laughs> at, at, in the Deadpool mask. 
So if you if you want it, look uh, look it up on YouTube. It's pretty funny. But uh, the one thing that uh, I I noticed from the trailer that I'm really like looking forward to is the introduction like is the introduction of that random character like the dude with no powers like what's his name Peter or something. Uh, something like that. Yeah. Is does he play like a reasonable role in the movie? Or is he just there for like a bit? Uh, watch the movie. Okay. <laughs> trust, right. trust me. That if I were to tell you the answer to that, it would give away a big part of it. So yeah, oh, okay. trust me. Watch the movie. Fair, fair enough. Okay. Well, I mean, let's leave it at that so we don't spoil anything else. Um. All right. Well, uh, in other news, then breaking news: the one of the biggest things that happened last month uh, was the volcanic eruption in Hawaii. And too bad Ogre's not here because he was going to pronounce this name for me. Can Can you read this? It's Kalau Kaluia. I don't know how to pronounce that island's name. Wow. Uh, type it in the Discord Kalau. chat. Uh, hold on. It's K I L A E U E A. There you go. Kilauea. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, just, I, I, you I, can I, just say Kilauea, and people will know what you mean. Okay. I mean, no disrespect to any Hawaiians out there. I I can't pronounce that name, but uh, yeah, it's sort of uh, crazy what has been going on there. I mean, I've only been seeing clips of it on the news, um, the big eruption there. But do you guys know what happened? Like, It's a volcano. Yeah. I mean, it's nature. Yeah. I mean, just like, what was the extent of the devastation? I don't really know. Do you guys know? Um, the main devastation is mainly concentrated around the top res- uh, residential areas. I think it was some like, what 120 square miles just covered in lava all the homes are gone and it it's still going but they've managed to ebb it a lot to where it's more just kind of flowing out instead of flowing over more houses so it's pretty uncontrolled but there's another volcano that the worry might start erupting so you know yeah wow i mean when i was looking at some of this clips on the news like just now, I, I again, I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone who is affected by that, but seeing lava, like, just pouring onto the streets, like, basically just eating everything, like, just like the blob from, like, old school science fiction movies, just, like, just devastating. And you see, like, this black and red sort of thing that's just creeping and just, I, I don't know how to describe it, really, just when you see it, you just, you know what it is, but it's sort of overwhelming. Like, you... Wow, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I you you, you see that th- type of thing in like National Geographic or in like you know science uh, documentaries, but never you would you think you would see that affect you know real life people in real life. So yeah, or at least not in our time. But it, there it is. So yeah, it like creeping across like roadways and stuff. Yeah, it just looks alien. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what it is. It's alien. It just you don't know how to feel. It's real. It's so weird. So, well, it was. I don't know. I mean, and it's it's kind of scary for me because I live in Japan, and we basically we live in like we live on top of like multiple active volcanoes. So, uh, but the big the biggest thing with the active volcanoes is that they're a lot of them are under underground or under under sea. So instead of having like actual volcanic eruptions, we'll have more earthquakes than not. So that's the biggest problem for us. Yeah. 
So, yeah, natural disaster is fun. <laughs> so, I guess we'll, we'll move on from there because if, if you guys don't have anything to say about that. Nope, I'm good. Yeah, I don't know. We didn't have much to talk about in the news. So, uh, I guess we'll cover the questions, some some questions for this part of the podcast and some questions that we didn't get to in the last uh, half. So, we'll start with the questions that we didn't get to in the last half. So, uh, DCL-related stuff. So, uh, Pajeremy was asking us about a possible request for a segment or a part of the game uh, that you would like to see some sort of like crazy team comp off between Clay, uh, Clay and Ogre, but Ogre's not here, so I guess we could do it with Doom. And I would be the one, uh, or the chat room, uh, uh, we come up with a tune and the contestant uh, comes up with a team off off the top of their head. Uh, and I would have to pick off, I'd have to pick the best one for the round based on synergy and viability. So let's see. This would mean, I'm not sure exactly what they're trying to say. I think they're trying to say that we, we have to come up with crazy team compositions, or you two have to, and I have to decide which one's better. Okay. That's fine by me. I mean, I'm the insight and discussion guy, so my teams are probably going to be garbage. But I'll find a fun name for them. Let's see. <laughs> so, actually, so I guess what we're doing is we have to pick a theme. So I have to pick the character or the theme, and then you guys have to find the crazy team composition. So because we left off on Clay talking about Bizarro, let's talk about Bizarro. So think of crazy team compositions that would go well with Bizarro. Okay, how long do we have? Is it just like a 10-second deal? Just pop off the top of your head, just roll it off. So whoever wants to go first. I don't I don't actually have any good ones off the top of my head, but I'll think of something. All right, so with Bizarro, I think the most unique part about his kit is the, uh, the fact that he heals on crits. So you would want somebody that would encourage them to crit, opponent to crit, so I think the best choice would be to have Harley Quinn Mad Jester because that would encourage the opponent to use Steppenwolf. Um, so Harley Quinn Mad Jester, Bizarro, and then take like two Mystics that could just rip all those teams that are like anti, uh, anti-evasion apart, um, like Swampy and Etrigan or something like that because they can tear through the, the, the energy to, or yeah, the energy tunes. So yeah, that's what I'd pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there's any uh, leaders in that, but that's crazy team comp, right? Yeah, sounds hmm. good to me. All right. Interesting. All right. What about you, Doom? Uh, I'm thinking Superman lead, Bizarro, Penguin, and Mira. Right. So, of I course, like Penguin. That's a good choice. Well, because, like, you know, Superman, obviously, anyone gets crit, he goes ahead and tanks up. If Bizarro gets crit, he goes ahead and tanks up. If Penguin gets crit, he triggers his penguin shield 100% of the time. Now, because Superman's taunting and Bizarro are taunting, basically making gigantic dumb walls, uh, it will encourage the opponents to use AoE attacks, which not only naturally have higher crit chance rates, but also would trigger Mira's mins. Bizarro getting mins would allow him to get more turn meter because of Mira. Mira can put the damage immunity on Bizarro when he doesn't have bleeds on him, which will let him basically sit there and just be a big dumb wall in someone's face and then on top of that mira has her heal immunity bizarro has the option to use bleeds it all in all it's just a very balanced comp that kind of handles a lot of different situations you know like if your opponent has anything that can crit 
bringing them into the fight will ensure that that green arrow or that suicide squad death stroke just never get that chance yep all right so i'm gonna have to give that round to doom that was a pretty good well thought out synergy yeah i think you sold that just on talking it through <laughs> i'll give that one to doom uh let's let's do another one uh someone that uh we don't use okay joker damage goods go for it <laughs> i already have a team comp prepared i'll let clay go ahead and go first though i've had this one in my pocket for a while oh, that's not fair <laughs> all right well let's see so joker damage goods he's got the stun and he's got the bleeds so with scarecrow lead because that's a lot of um debuffs and let's go with iron and something to prevent them from dying turn one so maybe clayface so then you get a lot of stuns between and you've got the bleed synergy between Siren and Joker damage goods. Okay. Right. Interesting. All right. So, Doom, what's yours? Okay. So, my strategy, right? So, uh, let me think. It would be Joker damage goods, Constantine, for a lot of the same reasons, but other reasons as well. Then you have, uh, what's her name? Dr. Poison. I could call assist with that. And you have, uh, God, what's, I'm trying to remember his name. The energy, uh, for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the guy, do, but it's chemo, chemo, it's chemo. <laughs> you forget chemo. <laughs> uh, oh, right Ogre's like rolling over in his grave right now. <laughs> <laughs> right, wait, wait, say the team, say the whole team again. Say the whole team again. So basically, you have Joker Damage Goods as your leader. Okay. You have, uh, or no, actually, you know what? You could probably also use Constantine as your leader if you really wanted to. But okay. yeah, you know. Um, and then you have Doctor Poison, and then you have Chemo, right? Okay. So basically, turn the beginning of the match. Constantine can activate his taunt effect on Joker Damage Goods which lets him spray like six bleeds on every single person. And then Dr. Poison can use her true damage grenade to just completely nuke them, or if necessary, use her healing to boost everyone back up to full health because that many bleeds is basically going to be a complete, just massive heal with all of her true percentage healing. And then you have chemo just to add more bleeds, take advantage of the fact that there are bleeds, and that slow mix with the fact that most of the my team is slow characters works out well. Eventually, it gets down to the point where Joker can stun important targets before they even get the chance to fight. And Constantine helps with this because his assist call lets Joker get his AoE off, and then Joker has his turn freed up to where he can do his stun if he needs to. Or he can do his random, possibly zero damage, possibly a billion damage gunshot. And then you have chemo like, oh, I'm going to add more slow, which removes all their meter, basically. I'm going to have Dr. Poison, who can just pass more and more bleeds. And then when it finally does get to their turn, you have the Dr. Poison passive also triggering all billion of those bleed effects again. So it, it gets pretty killer, I'd imagine. 
Yeah, sounds uh, sounds pretty crazy. So, I'd have to say that in general, I like that team composition basically because it's functioning as a bleed, a bleed team comp. Because it's that that's actually functional, like a functional bleed team comp. So, I like uh, I like Clay's composition more actually though. For being honest, if instead of Siren he had a uh, Constantine, basically he'd just be running around throwing hit chance down while uh, Harley Quinn's bumping people out with her thing and then out of nowhere Constantine's like oh gigantic 8 billion damage hellblazer twice <laughs> mm. so hellblazer I don't know I don't think either of our comps sound very good I gotta be honest I think yours is too slow and I think mine is too like too scattered that's the problem with Joker damage goods <laughs> it's really hard to build like a decent team comp around him uh okay well no, I think that's really smart because the call assist with him and the bleeds. I think it probably starts there if you want to come up with a good comp. But anyway, all right, I got one last one for you guys that that uh, will be kind of fun, and I think Doom will probably not like this one. Find a team comp around Superboy. <laughs> this one's probably harder. Actually, no, it's not that hard, now that I think about it. You guys know much about his kid? So... He's got True Sight. Thinking. He can stun like Killer Frost, and he can uh, like he can get most, multiple instances of stunning. Possibly. Right, Constantine lead, I think you want Killer Frost, I think you want him, and I think you want Bane. Because... His in calling to assist and him. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not going to trigger the way I want to, but I want to see like eight stuns going off in a single turn. I know it's not going to happen, but that's that's what I'm imagining seeing right now. <laughs> Doom, do you have uh, something else in mind? Doom? Doom, are you there? Oh, Doom's not actually there. Doom disconnected. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Oh, uh, just me and you. Uh, Doom died. Okay. Well, I'm not sure what's going on there. So maybe Doom's phone either died or and he's trying to reconnect. I'm not sure. But let's let's move on. I guess between the two of us. That's so, fine. Whatever. Uh, That's fine. Yeah, I didn't even notice that he he disappeared. But okay, so. Let's see here. Uh, the other questions that were here. Uh, Chromopulous Michael asks, which super fam related character would you guys like to see uh, next? So, for example, Connor Kent, a Superboy Prime, Magog, uh, a resurrected soups in a black uniform, uh, Lex in his modern rebirth super armor, uh, Parasite, Metallo, and whoever you guys like, what sort of skill set would you like to see? So, do you know much about the. Ooh, I like the. I like the parasite option. Um, I don't know if you remember this, and I don't know if I'm just misremembering this, yeah. but when Poison when Poison Ivy came out, I swear they released some kind of statement that said she would be able to steal other people's abilities. Yeah, ever did that? Yeah, I, but I, parasite I, to do that, yeah. and I would love to see something like that because I think that would be a fascinating kit. 
Yeah, I think... And it would probably end up being a lot like Poison Ivy, where it only works in very like, specific situations that you totally have to build around it. It would never work on defense. Otherwise, it'd just be way too overpowered. But I would still love that. I think that uh, I would like to see sort of that, like, on the Parasite idea, like a cloning type of mechanic, where you would basically just become the next, like, that person, but he would still keep his appearance. So he would have, like, their skill set. So that would be really cool. Um... Personally, me, I being a Superman fan, I'd probably just want to just see like uh, uh, Superman Rebirth. So him in the black solar suit with like the mullet. <laughs> so that to me would probably be interesting. But the question is, what would his skill set be? Because Rebirth Superman doesn't really change that much from Superman. He just is more powerful because he's recharged. So uh, I wouldn't know how to rework Superman to make a Rebirth Superman interesting. Like, do you have any ideas how to make Superman? No, but maybe maybe he wouldn't be, like, a playable character. He'd just have to be, like, a raid boss or something. Oh, that'd be cool. So you'd have to, like, he, he, you'd have to take him down. Sort of like the Injustice Superman. Right. Okay. Um, another, well. another character in terms of, like, the super fan that I'd want to see, I mean, I guess in that lexicon would probably be uh, Darkseid. But Darkseid would probably be... Uh, like a raid boss too like he he probably like as Ogre said many times like changing character like character scale to be sort of like the Manhunter Zero scale like Grodd should have been that size too but uh, Darkseed if he's like you know big as that Manhunter Zero scale uh, it could be really cool as a raid boss the question is how would you do it but yeah that's definitely someone I'd like to see in terms of like minor characters in the super fam, one thing that I, I talked about in another podcast is crypto. I don't want to see pets. I want to see pets in the game. <laughs> uh, crypto and Ace. Cool. Crypto and Ace would be really fun. Uh, okay, well, let's see. Uh, let's go and get on to the other questions here. The other questions are some, somewhat related to you. Now, these are uh, getting back to the lame talk questions. Pajaya, me asked you, if you were a member of the DC Zoological Society, what animal would you be? Uh, I think, and uh, these questions you already answered on Reddit, but you can answer them again here for those who did, who haven't read it. Read it, and I had delightful answers to them, and I don't even know what they were now. Uh, so it was just something I, I thought of in the moment. I remember uh, the the star fishing because yeah. that's what I do at night. Um, so I said that if DC Zoological, so that's like kind of an inside joke. I I wanted to change the name of our alliance to DC Zoological Society, and nobody else thought that was a good idea. I don't even think I came up with it. I think it was somebody else's, and I just took it and thought it was brilliant. Oh, he, but but yeah, nobody else wanted that for an alliance. Because I thought it'd be great if we all like chose different like animal names that we could. Anyway, yeah. No, everybody thought it was a terrible idea. All so. the people asking questions for the show are all members of the UGLA. Is that it? <laughs> All people in the game are members of GLA. We're a huge <laughs> alliance. So. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. So, okay. So, you, so you'd so you be a starfish. Fish, <laughs> yep. Because I like to, when I sleep, I like to pass out, extend my arms, and lay flat. That's fair enough. I'm, I'm sort of the opposite. Yep. I'm like on the side, curled up on a, like, sort of, not fetal position, but sort of like crunched up a little bit. Uh, what kind of animal does that? Uh, a worm? <laughs> Uh, oh, a uh, mole. A mole? Uh, <laughs> Creature. Personally, <laughs> if I were to pick an animal that would be that would be representative of me, I'd probably pick one of two animals, and they're both really weird. One is the platypus, 
the other is the beaver and they both have beaver tails <laughs> oh. uh, the reason why is uh, well one the beavers because I'm Canadian so I love the beaver is one of my favorite animals uh, so the other is because I like out of all those animals the beaver tail is one of the most interesting things I ever saw like on an animal because it's a very unique tail it's a paddle basically <laughs> and uh, it and both those animals are just hard-working animals they're just animals that like build stuff and they build their own habitat and they just craft and they make do with their surroundings and that's sort of me that's like me in a nutshell I'm a resource management type of guy I like to make do with what I have and organize things so I like that would be me I'd probably be a beaver <laughs> Platypus <laughs> is cool just because he's sort of we don't know really what they are because is it a, well I think most people say that it's a mammal because uh, but then it lays eggs so we don't know <laughs> uh, I think there's a definition for it but I didn't really look it up uh, the other one was what is the point of the T in your name instead of Claywad are you your Claytwad is it a, mis- a middle initial is your full name Clayton Tiberius Wad I'm not actually where that sure where that reference comes from because Doom actually brought that up too. Is that a like pop culture reference or something? Yeah, but but he had something else too. What what was the name he was calling me earlier? Uh, Clay Aiken. <laughs> Clay as in Clay Aiken from. Uh, well, yeah, that too. But there was like a Clay Thaddeus something that he was. Uh, I don't know. Or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So you know, do you have explanations on your name? No, it's quite was what my wife calls me when she's mad at me. That's that's pretty much it. Is, it, is there any reason? But like where that come from? No, I mean it's 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 part of my name, but yeah, it's okay. just okay. That's fair. Uh, well, there you go, guys. And then the the last question from Uag asks: Do you guys listen to any other podcasts? So I mean, we, this is this podcast, and then uh, I think most people who listen to this also listen to We Are Our Legends for the DC for the for the DC Legends related podcast um, but what about you Clay do you listen to anything yeah. else um, I listen to well I'm more interested in a lot of political stuff than yeah. than video games so I listen to Democracy Now which is a very liberal left leaning uh, news podcast it's an independent news station yeah. um, the only video game podcast I could think of was uh, Crate and Crowbar which I loved it. it. Was I think it was the guys from PC Gamer. I don't know if they work for them anymore, but um, they do a podcast. They're all British, so it's really hard to tell them apart. But they are delightful, and they all have like English lit majors, which I do too. And so they have, I don't know, a, a nice take on video games. And cool. So the industry. So they must be a lot, uh, like a lot better. Well, well, a lot well spoken when compared to me. For example, it and thoughtful. Yes. Sure. I mean. Uh, Okay, that's cool. Maybe I'll check that out. Uh, would you say it was PC? Oh no, Luton, yeah, Crow, Crow, was it Crate and Crate, Crate Crowbar? Was it? What was that was the name of the show, right? Uh, okay, me personally, um, other than DC related stuff, I listen to a lot of gaming podcasts. So, but they're basically related to games that I play. So the game, the other game that I play that like I've been playing since pretty much the dawn of time. Well, the, the beginning of that game was is Magic. And uh, I listen to Magic Mike's uh, podcast, and I also listen to uh, what's the other Magic MTG Goldfish's podcast, and then 
In terms of general gaming news, I would say one of the best podcasts out there um, is Technical Alpha. Just because they talk about a lot of random stuff, but they split it up into sections. And a lot of the ideas that I got for this podcast was ripped off of theirs. And I, I actually mentioned that in one of the very earlier podcasts. But they talk about gaming. They talk about uh, TV and movies. They talk about uh, random stuff in the news. And, and then they have like questions from uh, their patrons and stuff like that. So a lot of what they do is sort of what we do. And it works. It's a good formula. So there you go. Uh, if you guys like just general gaming news, I would definitely tell you to go go check out uh, Technical Alpha. Great news, uh, a great great podcast created by a couple of fellow Canadians um, out there. So, And they actually mentioned that a lot, a lot when they talk about American-related stuff, that how they don't get it because they're Canadian. So, <laughs> so yeah. Interest, it's interesting stuff. It's fun. So if you guys like it. Uh, but it, be warned, it's a bit explicit because they're, unlike us, they're, they don't care. So <laughs> it, I would say it's on the R-rated side of things. Okay, so um, I'm not sure what happened to Doom. It looks like he's back. Doom, are you back? Yeah, I'm here. Right. What happened? My phone died, okay. so I had to I, charge it. I, I, I thought so. So maybe you can get in, get in on the last question. Do you listen to any other podcasts? Me? Yeah. Uh, no. Just not really. I listen to ours. I used to listen to the WB one, but they don't really do that much anymore. Yeah. I mean, they still do it, but you know what I mean. Do you listen to We Are Legends? No. Oh. <laughs> Why would I? Oh, they're, they're <laughs> uh, okay, well, fair enough. Uh, but, I mean, it's a good podcast. Obviously, jokes aside, it's it's a good one. I just I never have the time to listen to podcasts. I'm always running around doing stuff, so... Yeah. On, on the side note on that, um, I was listening to one of their podcasts uh, a while back. I think it was like last month. Uh, and Ogre brought this up too. Uh, they're thinking of potentially doing a crossover in the future. And I was also thinking of exactly the same thing. Um, so maybe sometime later this year, we could have them on the show. And that would be our crossover. But, uh, oh, uh, so, we, so we have a little bit of time. We'll get you in on, the, on another question, Doom. If you were a member of the DC Zoological Society, what animal would you be? Who, who's your spirit animal, Doom? Sloth. Oh yeah, well, I think we had this question. Yeah, we had. You did say that. Uh, explain to people. Why yes, sloth. indeed. Why sloth? I would be a uh, why sloth. Yeah. Because I sleep constantly. I'm incredibly slow moving. Uh, I am the apex predator, provided that everything else stopped moving entirely. But unfortunately, <laughs> that's not the case. Also, much faster in water than I am on land. Go figure. So, <laughs> so uh, every time I think of sloth, I think of Flash from uh, Zootopia. That's why I think of. Yeah, it's about right. <laughs> I love how his name is Flash. Anyways, so uh, uh, with that, uh, I think that brings us to the end of our questions, and we'll wrap things up there today. So, um, do you guys have any final words? Do. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I do. Uh, as a mention, just on an aside, Clay, uh, you know, a lot of us do play Marvel Strike Force. Uh, we do have <laughs> Alliance there. If any of you guys oh. are interested, you are welcome to come by, you know, check us out. Check out the game. It's a fun game, you know. But uh, 
otherwise, thanks for listening. I'm glad you guys are here. Yep. Okay. Thank you for inviting me both on the podcast and to Marvel Strike Force. I did play that for a bit in beta. It was all right. I I just don't have time for anything extra. So fair enough. All right. Okay. Well, again, thanks, uh, Clay, for being on the show. Uh, it was great having you. And uh, again, in case you guys haven't already, uh, follow us on social media at uh, Twitter, Facebook, and SoundCloud at The Oddsman. Uh, YouTube at youtube.com slash C slash The Oddsman. And uh, if you haven't already, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash The Oddsman. And with that, uh, have a good night. See you guys. Hey guys, this is Seth Rogen. <laughs> Wanted to give a huge shout out and thanks to everyone for listening. <laughs> Catch us when we go live on Discord and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and SoundCloud at The Oddsman. Feel free to check us out on Patreon, patreon.com slash The Oddsman for a variety of opportunities to help us grow and provide better content. Thanks again for your continued support. And as always, enjoy and grind on. <laughs>